0: Justin Tinsley, Harry Lyles Jr., Courtney and Bill Plaschke. I saw the future yesterday and it's O'Neal Cruz. You can tell me that throw Ooh. is 96 miles per hour. I'm gonna tell you it's 147. Ooh. Now every team needs a six foot seven inch shortstop. And how the lightning came back, we're gonna bring in our reporter on the ice, Emily Kaplan from Tampa Live. Let's go. Wow. Yes. Wow. This just got okay. real it has got real up in here. We have a series of the Stanley Cup final. Tampa, return of the Jedi. The defending, defending champs, looking very defensive last night. Storming Colorado, what a dominant second period. Also, questionable hit by Taves on Kucherov, anyone? Also, also, do the Avalanche now have a goalie problem? With how the Lightning secured a potential series-changing win, we start with our reporter on the ice. Emily Kaplan, please, you see yesterday as a series-changing outcome.
1: Yeah, well, you have me because I was on the ice. So when I was sitting on the Lightning bench directly after the game, talking to Steven Stamkos, one of the first things he said to me was, this is a series now, and it's so hard to disagree Mm -hmm. with him because After those first two games in Colorado, we were all saying the Lightning looked old, the Lightning looked slow. And then in Game 3, they looked much faster. They were winning those puck battles. They were controlling the puck better. You know, I don't think the Lightning are ready to admit it just as overtly as I want to say it, but Samco said Colorado is a tough place to play, and I do think that the altitude did affect them. They also made another big change. They had Braden Point in this series. He's a warrior. He battled back after that injury in Game 7 of the first round. But, like, He wasn't himself and he wasn't being effective, and they took him out of the lineup. And Mm -hmm. it's kind of crazy to say because he's such a talented player, but taking Braden Point out of the lineup actually improved the team. So with all of those changes, Vasilevsky looked like himself again. Um, He's a guy that takes these losses personally when it doesn't go his way. This is absolutely a series. It was a game changer, a series changer.
0: Bill Plaschke, you agree with Emily Kaplan? Series changer? How, how am I going to – I'm on my couch. She's on the freaking bench. And I'm <laughs> yeah, gonna, <okay>. How <laughs> am
2: I going to argue with that? But I am going to argue with it. It is not a series changer. <laughs> from where I sit, from where I sit, and Emily, you can tell me if I'm wrong, Tampa's still 5-6 and six on the road in the playoffs, and they're going to have to win in Colorado to win this thing. That Also, 45% power play for the Avalanche. The Lightning can't stop the Evans' power play. Mm -hmm. Plus, Kucherov's going to be out missing. Mm. Plus, Nathan McKinnon is going to score a goal at some point or another. No. uh, Nothing changed last night for you.
0: Courtney Cronin, series changer.
3: Yeah, it was series, uh, certainly a serious changer for me because this Lightning team looked a lot different than the one that came out in Denver. And, Tony, you mentioned that second period. That was probably their most productive period of the entire postseason where they scored four goals, six goals scored by six different players in total, 37 saves for Andre Vaskalevsky. How about that for a bounce-back game? But to me, the moment that was this really big statement by the Tampa Bay Lightning was late in the third period where they had their top power play unit still out on the ice, and they're up by four. That's a statement that champions make.
0: Harry Lyles Jr.,
4: you believe it was
0: a series-changing game?
4: series changing series saving i mean outside of being in an elimination game you can't get more down bad than being down 2-0 and losing game 2-7 nothing and to come out and respond the way that they did they looked like a two-time champion you would like them to respond and i know courtney mentioned the second period to me the first period was the one that was the real tone setter because the uh, Lightning are 7-1 when they lead coming out of the first period. They were up 2-1. The way that Andre Pallott had his goal set up with some great passes, he put it on the top shelf. That's the momentum that they needed to show, honestly, a change of pace that they showed in the Rangers series as well. So to me, this is what they needed to get back on track. And as like Emily said, Vasilevsky was back to looking like his form. That was definitely a series-changing All move.
0: right, Tinsley, you either agree with Emily Kaplan, Courtney Cronin, Harry Lyles Jr., or you agree with Bill Plaschke. What are you doing with your life?
5: <laughs> as much as I love Bill Plaschke, this definitely shifted the series. We all, we all know what going down 0-3 means in a best-of-seven series regardless of the sport. And for as great as Colorado has played this postseason, they, they have played phenomenal. This is the Tampa Bay we expect to see. It's kind of like last series. They went down 0-2 to the Rangers, came back home, got themselves okay. together, and completely flipped the series. And they were more physical from the jump. Uh, they approved to the 8-1 at home. Uh, and of course that shutdown line played phenomenal last night. And everybody's mentioned the fact that they got Vasilevsky back on track. McKinnon hasn't really found his shot yet. But this is the most important part for me for the for the Tampa Bay Lightning. They have to win the first period. They're 7-1 uh, when they have right. the lead after the first period, and they've, gave, they've given up 54% of their goals in the series in the first period. So if they win the first period, they, they, give, them shan- they, they give themselves uh,
0: a good chance. So to like Harry, the you're putting a lot of stock in that piece of information. Emily, let me bring you yep. back in here. Colorado in the postseason hasn't gotten what they got all year from Darcy Kemper. They pulled him at five goals allowed yesterday. Could there be a change in game four?
1: I think there's serious conversations going on behind the scenes of the avalanche. Um, Here's what we know. They actually did not like the way Darcy Kemper played, and they said it. Jared Bednar, after the game, said he did not have a good game. Neither none of us had a good game. But when you hear a head coach call out a goalie like that, that's a problem. Uh, Today, Jared Bednar was asked about it. He admitted Pavel Krantos is a possibility for Game 4. So they're at Mm -hmm. least thinking about it. During the year, they weren't pleased with their goaltending altogether. They actually went out and started looking for other options, and they didn't find anything out there. And they had so much belief in François as a backup that they actually gave him an extension. So I think that behind the scenes, again, they're mulling a change in goal. It's just tough because Darcy was that guy all year. Yes, he had one bad night. Do you make the change now, or do you wait until you go back home?
0: Courtney, you seem to be shaking your head no. You don't think they should make a change.
3: I just feel like if you start Franois now, he hasn't started a game in two weeks, and that feels like that would be a knee-jerk reaction to the way that Darcy Kemper played in Game Three. He had a bad game. That's fine, but goals two, three, and four, he didn't get any help from his teammates. Okay. I mean, a Lightning player was left wide open, one-on-one with him. You can't blame him for all those. So no, I wouldn't. And consider the patience, Tampa show
0: before. with Vasilic. I mean, I mean Vasilic on a different level, but the. He lost 7-0 the game before. They kept him in the whole game, and now he comes back with game three. One more for Emily. The news of the day. NHL ruled no supplemental discipline warranted for Taves for this hit on Kucherev. You see how awkward it is, Emily. You heard from Lightning players yesterday. They were thinking it was needed to be punished more, at least, let's say. Do they have
1: beef? Uh, I actually don't think so. Look, cross-checking was a point of emphasis for refs this year. They've definitely been looking at it closer. But if you look at the play, Kucherov is falling down anyway. It actually was a clean hit. Um, mm-hmm. And Hayes was disciplined on the ice appropriately. He got a two-minute minor, which I think a lot of Avalanche players weren't exactly happy with. Um, so, no, I don't. I, I think there's nothing here. It's kind of a nothing burger. And I hate to correct Bill Klotsky because I love him so much and I want to respect him. But Kucherov is going to play next game. He's fine.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So you say nothing burger. Inside information. She's got say Nothing it, burger is not your score him. right
0: now. I don't know what happens
1: when when, when hey, we have someone no, in. No, 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 hold on. I was it's, told yeah. these points was for a future consideration. Where are these? Is that coming? what
0: somebody told you? Well, you have in the future now, right now, actually, you gotta get to the rink, you gotta get to the barn for afternoon skate for the Lightning and avalanche. It's Thanks for week. your time today. No, nope, good, good job, me. Emily. Way to go. <laughs> We're gonna move on. NFL news of the day from the NFL. Legal team representing the women accusing Deshaun Watson of Sexual Assault and Inappropriate Behavior say Watson has settled 20 of 24 civil lawsuits against him. NFL immediately released a statement saying that will have no impact on the collectively bargained disciplinary process. Courtney, does this change anything in the way you see?
3: No, not at all. I don't know why you settle 20 of 24 civil suits and you're still trying to settle those other four if you're completely innocent of this. So, no, it doesn't change my opinion whatsoever. And as far as what I think the NFL should do, I'm not I'm not convinced that anything should change other than him being suspended for an entire year, because otherwise it's going to look like another rich athlete gets off by paying off people.
0: You brought up the idea of innocence, and, of course, these are civil suits. We have got to a place where this is not going through the judicial system in, in that way. Harry Lyles Jr., 20 of 24 settled. When you consider the guaranteed contract the Browns just gave him for $230 million, and now the NFL is saying this will not affect how they view punishment, where do you come down?
4: Yeah, I'm with Courtney. This doesn't change the way that I view this just because we know what the allegations are. We know what the trends are in those allegations. We know the amount of people involved in this, thanks to the great reporting of Jenny Vrentis at the New York Times. To me, I think the next steps with this are what is the punishment? What does that become? And also, how does Deshaun Watson respond to this as well? Because so far, the messaging has not been a lot of remorse. The remorse that he's shown has been towards the people closest to him that have been affected by the allegations. I'm curious to see how they are The Cleveland Browns, they being specifically, are going to respond as somebody that they said that they could feel could be a helpful part of that community. you feel that's like I'm they,
0: they to this. will respond? I mean, wasn't the response signing them for $230 million guaranteed, Harry?
4: I do think that was part of the response, but I think this isn't something that's going to roll off. This isn't going away. This is somebody that's going to be on your team, in your community. And to me, I think that this is something that he is probably going to have to answer for for many years to come just because – You can't just act like it didn't happen. This isn't something that's going to go away just because some of the cases are closed. Justin, when you hear 20 of 24 civil suits settled
0: and the NFL saying that still is not going to affect how any punishment will or won't be put down on Watson. I mean, this is
5: news for obvious reasons, but perception wise, this doesn't change anything. As Courtney and as Harry have said. Uh, he didn't admit guilt with these, uh, uh, with these settlements, but it's also very interesting to note that Ashley Solis, the, the, the original woman who came out and, and levied these allegations, she's, she's one of the four who didn't settle. So this, so, this story is actually very, very far from over. Uh, but the timing of everything, it does strike me as odd. I, it, 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 last week we heard about this significant suspicion, suspension coming down and then this news, <laughs> uh breaks today and of course it, the ball is now back in the nfl's court they said they wanted to have this over and complete by the start of training camp well training camp starts in a month so it's going to be really interesting to see if the nfl is going to back up uh, back up uh what it's saying to the public go Plasky.
2: Yeah, uh, this means nothing. We knew they were going to settle those suits. They're probably going to settle the last four as well. Okay. That has nothing to do with the discipline the NFL is going to levy. They're going to suspend him for a year, I bet. And he should be suspended for a year. And this this
0: has nothing to do with so it. So you think the suspension, a year-long suspension, is still coming, even with the Browns signing him again? I, People are saying, "Well, the Browns signed 230 million guaranteed. Now that money in a civil suit is being used to settle those civil suits under the idea that the NFL may not be having a punishment of a year-long Plagshki."
2: Yeah, but I think the Browns probably factored sadly and horribly. Actually, the Browns factored this into their decision. They probably think, "Well, it's worth it to give up a year's salary in in, in order to have this guy for the next two or three years." After that, said before, and Browns (laughs) by the way.
0: Thank you for that, Bill flash. All right, that'll be the last word here. We're going to take a break. I want to uh, update another story. Brittany Griner. I'm reading directly from Doug Feinberg, basketball reporter for the Associated Press, and Eric Tucker, national security reporter for the Associated Press. The first phone call in four months between Sherelle Griner and Brittany Griner was supposed to be on their four-year wedding anniversary Saturday. Never happened because U.S. Embassy was unstaffed to put... All through. Listen, I understand the fears and desire for caution and silence early on. The gravity of this is enormous. This is something different. This is not a WNBA problem or a sports problem. The US government named this a wrongful detainment. This is a justice problem, and this is an apathy problem. You can print the t-shirts. You can do the TV op-eds like I'm doing right now. Can we get someone to work the phone in the embassy this week? We all fail the grinders.
6: Around the Horn is presented by Corona Extra. Find the fine life. Live la vida mas fina. Part of Happy Hour. Again, try JET's signature 8-Corner Pizza and get $5 off with code 8Save. That's the number 8 SAVE. JETS Pizza. Better because it has to be. Welcome back to Around the Horn, brought to you by Chase. Coming to you from the Seaport District at Pier 17. Brooks kept uh, last week at
0: the US Open.
5: I mean, I haven't given it that much thought. Really? I re- I- Trying to focus on the US Open, man. I'm tired of the conversations, I'm tired of all this stuff.
0: y'all. Like I said, y'all are throwing a black cloud on the US Open. I think that sucks. That was how he was talking about the LIV Tour without mentioning the LIV Tour last week. Today, Brooks Koepka announcing he's leaving the PGA Tour and joining the LIV Tour. So it's now eight of the top 50 making the jump. Potentially related news from the Tour today. This afternoon, announcing a change starting next year, eight limited field, no cut events with purses of 20 million or more for each of the top 50 finishers in this year's uh, FedEx Cup standings. So, Bill, do you see this as a response to the rival tour, and will it work?
2: How's the view from that black cloud, Brooks? Is that is interesting, huh, buddy? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's a, the PGA is definitely desperate here. They realize that the golfers and more golfers are going to go to the LIV. More golfers are going to defect. They, they, they realize the fewer overall the the Saudi money is going to eventually die down, and golfers are going to do this. They they got to respond. This is a good response from them, but I'm wondering, are these is this money for this 20 million dollars? First off, where did it come from? Did they just get it? It has been keeping it from the players all these years. And secondly, is any of it guaranteed? They've got to guarantee these golfers' appearance money to, in order to compete with LIV. Period. Courtney Cronin.
3: Will it work? Maybe, but this is goalpost moving. We knew that they didn't wanna have to do this, but they saw the hundreds of millions of dollars that LIV is doling out to golfers to entice them to leave the PGA Tour and go over there. I don't know if it's gonna work, but I just wanna know why now? Why didn't they do this from the beginning? It just feels like this is a little bit too little too late and it doesn't start till next year.
4: Harry Lyles Jr. Yeah, Tony, I'm buying that this probably is a little bit, little too late, and not even just from a logistical standpoint, but also from a money standpoint. It feels like they are going up against this other bottomless pit of money that you can't win against, and I think the PGA Tour was hoping that the backlash that the players were afraid of was going to be enough to keep them from doing that, and they've clearly lost contain on that. I don't see how they recovered. Justin Tinsley.
5: I'm buying that fear will make you do crazy things, and golf is in a wild state of transition right now. The PGA has to make these wholesale changes because you know what They don't have the luxury to not take this seriously. LIV has the money and now they're coming for the power. And it just completely shock, shocks, shocks me
0: how so much has changed just, just within the last month alone. Can you see the business of golf changing to such a degree, independent contractors is how it's been described best, that players get guaranteed contracts on PGA Tour in the future, Plashki? It seemed like you were going there. Absolutely. You could see that.
2: This is actually is absolutely where it's going and the PGA has the money. They just have to fork it over Yes, it's gonna happen.
0: Fire sell 2, Pirates rookie O'Neill Cruz. Look at his arm here. Clocked at 96.7 miles per hour on the throw. Fastest throw from an infielder this season. He can also run. He timed out at 31.5 feet per second down the line to home, which is incredibly fast, and the fastest of any Pirate this year. He had two hits in his season debut. The six foot seven inch shortstop we've heard so much about, Courtney. What do you buy from O'Neill Cruz's season debut? And big picture, do you think a six foot seven shortstop will stay a six foot seven inch shortstop?
3: I'm going to answer your second part first. I sure hope so. Don't make him a pitcher. Keep him <laughs> at the shortstop, it'd be so exciting. Um, I'm buying that we're seeing a 5 to a player in the making. You saw exit velocity, sprint speed, arm strength, all Ugh. those things from O'Neill Cruz. He's played three major league baseball games.
4: Ari Lyles Jr. Tony, I'm buying that Pirates fans should just be endlessly happy about this. That team has not given you anything to cheer about in about seven years, and before that it was 30 years ago. To me, he is the type of player, if you're playing a video game and you maximize their strength, size, and (laughs) speed, like that's what this guy looks like, it's absolutely unreal. I don't think we could rave enough about his height. I'm just very happy for the Pirates and their fans because this is the type of new generation baseball player that you want to build around.
5: Yeah, I'm I'm buying the fact that somehow a throw from short to first is like my favorite play of the season thus far. You see how fast that thing is going? This is yet another star young star that baseball can get behind and market and hopefully they do. There's something very special in
0: Pittsburgh and I got
2: a big big reason
0: and why. And he is 6 foot 7 in shortstop. Does he stay <laughs> a 6 foot 7 in shortstop?
2: No, and sadly he's not going to stay there. They're going to move him to third base uh, probably because it, it just doesn't it just doesn't work physically. But I can't take my eyes off him. And the, the best thing about him, you talk about his arm and his legs and his bat, his smile. Look at his smile. He's so happy to be here. It's really fun. They do have Brian Hayes
0: also in, in that infield, so that's why you, you would not move him per se, but... Man, hey, you could have told me that throw was 147 miles per hour. i am like, yeah, yeah. And I believe you. All right, Justin Sinsley, Harry Liles Jr., thanks for your time today. Showdown next, Joe Plashke, Courtney Cronin, two minutes.
6: Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Around the Horn is presented by Corona Extra. Find the fine life. Live la vida mas fina. Part of Happy Hour.
0: Breaking NFL news. The second retirement of Rob Gronkowski. The great Rob Gronkowski. Four-time Super Bowl champ. Four-time first-team All-Pro, five-time Pro Pro Bowl. Uh, Just the man in the end zone, the spike in the end zone. Is he the greatest tight end of all time? I think I asked this when he retired the first time, and I may ask it again when he retires a third time after he retires. Bill Plaschke, make the case for or against greatest tight end of all time.
2: He is the greatest tight end of all time. He helped helped create Tom Brady, the greatest franchise, the greatest quarterback of all time. He has the most Mm. most touchdown passes of anybody since 2010, any receiver in football. He's the greatest. Courtney Cronin.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he evolved the tight end position as offenses were evolving throughout the NFL. You've got to remember, for most of his time with the New England Patriots, he was wide receiver number one. Mm
0: Did the Titans re- evolve with Gronk? I think he's like a unicorn. Like, there's nobody like like Gronk was. We'll give the point to Plashki. Move on. Showdown 2. Who you got here? The squirrel or the Pirates' ground crew? Courtney Cronin, go.
3: I got the squirrel. Look at these idiots with the net trying to, like, contain this thing. They're on <laughs> two legs. He's on four. <laughs>
0: Go ahead, Bill.
2: Squirrels are evil. Squirrels are vile. Squirrels are rats with tails. They're the worst animal out there. The most underrated, bad, evil, vile creature is a squirrel. <laughs> Stay away from the damn squirrel. I- I'm scared of squirrels. Bill Flashkey, 30 seconds of FaceTime. There's, there's been talk this week about the Lakers getting together with Kyrie Irving. Stop it. Stop the talk. Lakers, don't do it. Don't go anywhere near that. You've got enough going on, on your team, enough disruption, enough distraction. He would be a nightmare if he came there. He would, he would up, he would, he, and with Darvin Ham, the new coach, that would be terrible. He's not going to get you a championship this year. You're going to have to give up your only assets, two draft picks. Stay away from Kyrie Irving. Forget it. No more talk about Kyrie Irving, Lakers. Forget it.
0: Stay away. Got to ask Phil, squirrels or Kyrie Irving? Who you got?
2: <laughs> Let's see the Kyrie Irving.